Welcome back to Talk of the Town on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC on WHTC.com and on the WHTC app for your smartphone. Once again, here's your host, Gary Stevens. Welcome back to Talk of the Town for this Friday, January 19th. I'm Gary Stevens. And it is the third Friday of the month, which means we are joined by what Juke Van Oss used to call the telephone man. Tim Westrate from AT&T joins us. No, he was not chatting with Juke many years ago, but the segment involving a representative from AT&T was either the telephone man, as Juke called it, or the phone lady, as we had it uh, with Ruth Goddard for a number of years. But Tim joins us now via the Zoom connection. Tim, good morning and uh, Happy New Year, sir. Good morning, Gary. Happy New Year to you and your listeners. And, you know, I'm I'm sorry I never got the, the uh, privilege of meeting Juke. I would love to have met him and known him. Um, that would have been great. Juke thought of the idea of having the telephone man come in because many of his listeners had issues involving their phone service. And to a certain extent, they really weren't getting any answers from American Telephone and Telegraph officials at the time when Juke instituted it, and I want to say about 30, 40 years ago. Uh, so it was a public service. We've continued on uh, to talk a little bit more, not just about telephone lines, but also telecommunications issues, as certainly uh, this has expanded and uh, been much broader than just phone service. But as we discussed this before, Tim, there are still people and businesses especially that still use the old copper lines, uh, even though the copper lines have been changed to uh, uh, fiber optic lines, but they still have landlines to uh, take care of business and take care of their own personal needs. They sure do. Um, I still have uh, um, a dial tone line in my home. It is a VoIP line, voice over internet protocol, versus what we, we refer to as POTS, plain old telephone service. Um, to the end user, it sounds the same. It's dial tone, um, but just delivered a little bit differently. So, yeah, lots of people still using those. Um, they're, they're still an important part of our commerce. If you got a question for Tim Westrate, the telephone man from AT&T, 616-395-1450, 616-395-1450. Tim, let's first deal with the immediacy of addressing needs and challenges because of inclement weather. We have had inclement weather over the last week or so. Uh, some the National service, Weather Service yep. the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Which appropriately, they timed that uh, little message for Tim uh, as we were talking about it. But first of all, let's talk about what happened with this particular winter storm and how AT&T was affected and how did AT&T respond to this weather situation? Well, it certainly was um, a significant event, uh, as, as everyone experienced. And, um, you know, I'm down in the Kalamazoo area, and I don't think we got quite as much snow as you guys did in the Holland area. Um, we, I think we were somewhere in the 15, 16 inch area by the, the time all was said and done. I think you folks were 24 inches plus, right? So around there, around there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so certainly, you know, it, 
number one, I having been a field manager, when I see snow, when I see weather, I always think about outside technicians, whether it's our technicians or consumers energy, um, those folks that are out working in this this um, weather, the outside plant, the snow plows are out plowing. Um, the some folks that are plowing driveways or, or parking lots, pushing snow, sometimes will push that snow onto our pedestals or other equipment. Um, I remember being a field manager, our guys driving around with, they would keep snow shovels on their trucks because sometimes we had to dig out a cross box because snow got pushed up to it. Um, so I certainly think of those guys working in those, those austere conditions and, and, um, always want to make sure that they're safe and okay. Um, but we, you know, one of the things that we do, AT&T has a, a, uh, weather operations center, uh, center that we monitor weather with. The purpose of the AT&T Weather Operations Center is to mitigate risks by delivering weather intelligence that really enables our ability to protect our network, our facilities, our operations, and our employees. And our AT&T Weather Operations Center provides critical support to AT&T by providing insight for potential impact, um, by providing asset-specific weather intelligence, performing risk analysis, delivering special weather alerts, <clears throat> performing weather forecasting and trending, um, and that allows us to to really keep ahead of the storm, be prepared for the storm, and do what we need to um, to be well equipped and ready for it. Now, before we talk about a couple of other things, you touched upon the fact of having the landline and how that changes a little bit. Um, my mom has a landline too. It is not, however, a traditional landline. It's uh, it's connected to. Uh, uh, the cable service that she has. And when they lost their cable ability, it took them a couple of days before that return. And when I called my mom on Monday to make sure everything was okay, she says, if you tried to call me yesterday, you wouldn't have been able to get through. When there is a weather event, do traditional landlines get affected or do they not? When I say get affected, I mean to if the lines are actually up, as it would be, say, in the traditional sense, then the, you still can have phone service. Nowadays, if you you know you you, know, you lose you know you lose your internet, you might lose your phone as well. Does that does does that still hold for landlines or no? No, it, it well yes and no. If it's a POTS line, probably not. Um, but if it's a VoIP line, then maybe so because those VoIP lines are tied to your internet. Um, that's why it's, it's VoIP voice over internet protocol. Um, but a traditional POTS line, probably not. Um, unless, you know, that, that physical line was damaged, say you've got an aerial facility that brings service to your home. And, you know, that snow that came Friday and Saturday was a heavy snow and put a lot of pressure on, um, those, those aerial facilities. So let's say, um, it, a branch because of the weight of the snow and the ice, et cetera. Um, let's say it brought that line down and, um, as a result, you don't have service. So it could affect the POTS line in that regard, but if it's up and running and your, your internet is not affected, you're, you're going to be fine with a VoIP line. Uh, now the POTS line, or I will call it the traditional line. If yep. you lose electricity, do you lose the POTS line? Uh, some say people say, yes, you do. Others say, no, you don't. 
So that one's a little bit of a maybe. If if you so our our pots lines are what we call line powered, meaning we power that line. It's negative forty eight volts of DC power. And if you are served right out of our central office on copper all the way from our central office, um, no, you will not lose power. That'll keep on running. As long as your handset is not a, a, a handset that requires power. If you've got like a wire, uh, um, wireless phone, not a wireless, but a cordless phone in your home, that's going to require power. Uh, so that, that phone won't work. But if you've got an old-fashioned phone that you just plug directly in, a trim line, that type of phone, uh, it's line powered from AT&T. It should work. It will work. However, if you're working out of one of our remote cabinets where we um, we are line powered um, to that location and um, over time there's batteries at that location, <clears throat> as people, you know, storm happens, you know, what typically happens, people start making phone calls to check on mom, aunts, uncles, family mem members, et cetera. So the phone gets used a little bit more. So those batteries are now being taxed a little bit harder than they normally would be. And so once those batteries run out, then you would lose your line power. Um, typically, we try to get a generator out to those, though, and um, and then power it up with a backup generator. One other line, or shall I say, weather-related question involving service deals with those who have uh, uh those who have cellular phone service through AT&T say there is a widespread power outage and it involves towers that carry cell service. Does that affect those customers with their cell phone or do other cells that are active pick up the slack when, say, a tower or two in an area is knocked out of power uh, because of an electrical situation? probably a little bit of both gary certainly that that particular cell that tower um could be affected if it's down um you know number one we're going to have uh generators and, and battery backup to try to keep it powered keep it going but um in a widespread storm you know there are only so many generators to go around and and again when a storm happens people start using that phone uh to communicate so it, it taxes the system a little bit more um but to your point Sometimes uh, another close by uh, tower can pick up that signal and in the absence of another tower, you know, there's a little bit of overlap. So you might be able to grab signal from another nearby tower to continue to utilize uh, your cellular service. As for the first net, which is the ones for the first provide uh, first responders, uh, the critical one that AT&T does provide, I would assume there's ways to. Uh, uh, maintain that service in power situations. Yeah, so and and that's not just for FirstNet either. But we, you know, we have Wi-Fi calling, and if you are uh, an AT and T customer, or or even our competitors do utilize Wi-Fi calling in the in the home as well. So you can use your wireless signal in your home, or if you're at a place of business where you're accessing their Wi-Fi, you can utilize Wi-Fi calling as well as a backup uh, source. Um, but yeah, the, the first net guys, they have priority preemption. We are absolutely going to be uh, providing priority for those, those first net towers to make sure that they're up and running. Uh, how long can a tower run without electrical power? Does it, does it, does it determine basically if you get a generator out there or is there backup situations where it might run for like 24 or 48 hours? 
Yeah, the typically battery backup lasts six to eight hours. Oh. Um, it in some cases it might go a little bit longer than that, but but typically our battery backups last uh, six to eight hours. Uh, the idea there is to to give us time to uh, everything's alarmed. We know when something goes down or when something's affected when we lose commercial power, and so that allows us time for our our um, our our knock um, our operation center to um, dispatch a technician, get a generator out there, and power things up and keep it going. Yeah, I would I would think in our area the only time, and maybe I'm you know knock on word on this is uh, that we would have maybe a long-term outage would be a, you know, say a, a massive winter storm or a massive or tornado situation. But if we have a, I, what I've discovered is that many of our power outage situations, uh, usually they're back within six to eight hours. <laughs> maybe I'm, yeah. maybe I'm, I'm being overly optimistic or just selective memory, but for the most part, unless we have widespread outages, uh, say, for example, on the scale of a hurricane down south, uh, we just don't get that around here. No, I think you're right. Um, when I think about my my local area where I live, uh, to your point, if we lose power, it's generally just for a little while, just for a few hours, and then it's back on. So I, in the 24 years I've lived in my home, I can think of probably two or three times where we've lost power for more than a day and they were definitely associated with significant storms but other than that to your point Gary it's it's back up and running in you know two three four hours maybe eight hours if you got a question for Tim Westrate of AT&T 616-395-1450 616-395-1450 one thing that I have on my iPhone and I really don't use it that much uh, it's a find my app and reason why I don't use it is for the most part, yeah. it hasn't really, ha- really never, never really need it. However, you have a story, Tim, a personal story about that find my app being very much uh, a, a needed app for you. I sure do. I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, so the find my app on your, on your Apple iPhone, it's a green, um, it's got kind of a green icon and a lot of people don't use it. And to be candid with you, I didn't really realize what it was for the longest time <clears throat> until my kids told me about it and explained to me what it was. And we started using it. But recently, you know, last Friday, that that winter storm came in and I had a, a hoodie sweatshirt on, you know, the, the middle pocket. And I'd thrown my my AirPods case um, in my hoodie pocket and um went outside to shovel and my AirPods are just the, you know, they go in my ears so I can listen uh, through my ears, kind of a headset type of thing, but they're wireless and they have a little charging case. And so I'd thrown that inside my hoodie pocket. I went outside to shovel, came inside after being out, you know, side for a half hour or so, forgot all about that. I had put my AirPod case in my hoodie pocket. And a couple days later, I realized over the weekend, Hey, where are my AirPods? I don't know where they are. I started looking around because I got to be honest with you, Gary, I, I'll have my glasses on top of my head and forget where I put my glasses. So it's, it's easy for me to forget these days. So I started retracing my steps, trying to figure out what I did with those AirPods. And then the last time I remember having them was when I was shoveling the driveway. 
So at this point, you know, we're, we've got more than a foot of snow and I thought, oh boy, and the case is white. I'm like, boy, how am I going to find this case? And then I remembered the Find My app. So my AirPods are connected to that Find My app. <clears throat> so I, I opened up the app and it connected with my AirPods and it, you know, it tells you how far away you are, walk this way, you know, go this direction, you're 10 feet away, you're five feet away, you're three feet away. And I was able to to locate those, dig down to the bottom of the snowbank, you know, a foot, foot and a half under the snow, I was probably a couple feet under the snow, and find those AirPods, and they were still working, um, still working today. I was pretty amazed by that technology. Let's get to a call, 616-395-1450. Good morning. You're on the line with the telephone man, Tim Westrate. Yeah, I got a question. Uh, uh, replacing the um, landline phone with this new AT&T, how does that signal get in the house? Is that cellular, or do you use the same wire, or how does that work? Well, we, we definitely have the wireless phones uh, that work through our cellular network, and that is going to be a wireless signal. But if you're referring to the VoIP signal, the, the voice over Internet protocol, that is delivered to your home much in the same way that a plain old telephone line, uh, a POTS line, is, is delivered to you through that that drop that either comes buried to your house or aerial to your house. So to the end user, you really can't tell the difference between a VoIP line and a POTS line other than AT&T knows behind the scenes that we're delivering it to you in a little bit different fashion, but really good question. So you're saying that if we already have the wire into the house, we can still use it? That's correct. Yep. Yep. You would just have to request for the the VoIP to, to specifically be on VoIP. Let me let me step in for a second, caller and, and Tim, on this. With the VoIP line, that's tied into internet service, isn't it, Tim? It is. Okay. Um, so you would, yep. So you would um, typically our you would be an internet customer of ours too, and instead of giving you the pot service, we would deliver it to you over VoIP. Therefore, and then caller, you can correct me on this. If you connect your phone to say the modem. That's where you get your phone line service then, right? I would think so, Tim, and, and the caller. Yeah. Yep. That would be correct. So if you don't have a modem and uh, your Internet now is through cellular, how does that work? Uh, well, then you would, if you have a landline with AT&T and your Internet is cellular, your landline with AT&T is going to be pot service, the, the plain old telephone um, service that we've been doing for, you know, 147 years, 148 years. Um, 149, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess that answers my question. Thank you. I right, appreciate the call. 616-395-1450. Before we get to the break, even though we're happy to talk with Tim, and Tim will give you his number if you need to talk to him directly after our segment here, but a lot of the questions can be answered through the AT&T store on the north side of Holland, right? That's right. That's right. Um, our guys in the stores are amazing at uh, not just answering questions, but helping you with features of your phone. I, I will tell you, I utilize my Kalamazoo, I actually portage store uh, routinely uh, for new equipment. Um, I bought my wife, I think we talked about this last time, Gary, I got my wife a, a new iPad for Christmas and 
um, need a little bit of help with it, we went in there. We also bought some accessories for her. Uh, they're super helpful with that technology and, and making sure I know how to use it. Um, so definitely our stores. And of course, we're online at att.com. And you can also uh, call our call center if you need help. Tim, uh, back on December the 6th, students across Michigan headed to the Capitol, participating in the 22nd annual AT&T and Michigan Association for Computer Users in Learning Student Technology Showcase. And it's always good to see our youngsters really reaching out and, uh, let's say, are expanding our horizons in technology and moving across new frontiers. Gary, I got to tell you, uh, the, the, the youth of today amaze me. And, and one of the reasons I love uh, the McCall Conference, the Michigan Association of Computer Users in Learning, that, that McCall Student Technology Showcase, I am... I, I'm dumbfounded at the things that they're doing, stuff that I was not doing in college, um, stuff that I did not do in the Army. These are young kids that are using 3D printers, using CAD programming. Um, they're doing some stuff that um, industry is using today. And these are teenagers doing it in school, teaching themselves how to code, how to program. And, and producing things, it's pretty amazing. If, if any of the listeners ever get a chance to go and, and watch that, it's free to, um, to enter. Um, it's at the Capitol. Um, it's, it's December every year. Uh, it's just a joy to see the things that the kids do and, and to stop by. The kids love telling you about what they're doing, um, the, the ideation that they went through, um, how they got to the point that they are. They love telling you about their project. Um, what they're learning in school, how they're applying that knowledge. It really is one of my favorite times of the year. Now, if you have any questions of the telephone man, Tim Westrate, he'll be happy to chat with you. And he is more than gracious enough to uh, give us his uh, mobile number that you may contact him, text him as well. Of course, don't do it while you are moving in a vehicle. You're not allowed to do that, and uh, it is not recommended. However, that number is 269-290-2420. Let me repeat it again. 269-290-2420. And if you need to email Tim, TW9241, TW9241 at att.com. And that's his email address if you have a question that maybe you don't want to pose verbally, but you can explain it in uh, an email. He'll be happy to reach out to you. Tim Westray, Telephone Man, as always, thank you very much for your time and your uh, expertise. We wish you and everyone at AT&T well over the next month. And if all goes well, we'll do this again in, Je in February. Thank you, Gary. I look forward to it. Have a great weekend. Thank you very much, Tim Westrade on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. CBS News straight ahead, followed by WHTC News. And then we'll have a little more open line, some other topics to touch upon ahead of what's new around Helen. And then at the bottom of the hour, it's Clerk's Corner, a little hockey talk and a lot of talk about elections and the like with Allegan County Clerk and Register of Deeds, Bob Janetsky on 99.7, 1450 WHTC.